What is up, chatbots and digital marketing podcast listeners? My name is Carl Schickert, and I'm here with a good friend, Justin Sardi. Justin, so excited to finally have you on our podcast. What's up, man? Oh, nothing much, dude. Just hanging out and looking outside. There's a bunch of snow sitting there, so I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's winter. Yeah. Yeah, winter is finally hitting. That's awesome. Justin's a snowboarder. Guys, I'm super excited about bringing Justin on because we're going to talk and dive into a little bit about YouTube marketing. He is the one of the absolute top uh, industry leaders when it comes to YouTube uh, marketing, and he's really good at helping people find interest and find keyword base, like kind of like these low-bearing fruit uh, into building their uh, their audience who they would market to on YouTube. And as a lot of people know, the last few years, YouTube has been literally on fire. And I know that we talk a lot about marketing. We talk about uh, chatbots, but we also get into other social media channels because I think that our listeners need to understand these different uh, these different things uh, that, that they could actually apply and actually go into. These are like these little honey pots of different marketing sources that you can actually push ads into. So, so Justin, I want to kind of just jump right into it here. I always kind of ask some of the the like hard questions sometimes, and I also think that you know success does leave clues. and And I think that some of the hard points in our life actually come uh, is where the lessons come from. So, Justin, let me ask you, like, what got you started? What was the thing that like appealed to you and and when did you start and what was the one thing that appealed to you about getting online and doing marketing online yeah so a buddy of mine neil mcpherson like way back in the day he was actually a college roommate of mine right and i, I think maybe one of his friends had told him about like i don't even know frank kern or something along those lines this is like 2010 maybe right and he was my college roommate at the time i had like just moved down to Denver. I was working construction. I went to school for construction management. So my degrees in construction was doing, you know, hotel renovations, commercial construction projects. And I did not like, I just didn't like the construction industry getting yelled at, um, having to work long hours, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that was a bummer. Um, around that time, he had been introduced to internet marketing to a friend of his and he he like told me a little bit about it. it was like look dude these guys are making millions of dollars online you can do it too like so can i uh, you know you should start an online business i was like yeah right dude um like that's you're getting scammed or whatever i was like oh online scam like you can't just make money online and like fast forward like a year or two he had been doing a little bit and like some affiliate marketing right and he's like, no, look, like I send an email and money comes in. I was like, wait, what? Like he showed me this dashboard. He's like, yeah, like th there's an event coming up. It was a Ben Atkins event actually. And uh, this is in 2012. He was like, just come to this event. You'll meet some of these people and you'll see I'm not full of shit. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So I fly out to Vegas with him and, uh, you know, go to this event. And I met some dudes like, you know, like Anthony Aries, a few other people, Ben Atkins, Brad Spencer, like all these different people. And I was like, okay, these are real people and they're actually making money online. My friend's not just insane. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna do this. And I kind of like made a plan to quit my job and definitely prematurely quit my job for sure. Like no doubt about it. Um, I was, you know, broke as a joke for probably two years trying to get this to work, but I was like, this is gonna work. I know it's gonna work, um, you know. And shortly after that, made the first, you know, first couple dollars online, and then just through trial and error, got got better at it. So, 
Nice. Uh, you actually kind of like hit the, not really hit the lottery, but I would say that you, uh, it was, it was by chance or by fate or whatever, you know, that you got to go to that event where some very top tier affiliates were, you know, and product creators were at, uh, in 2012. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and definitely a great group of, of guys to get to learn from and, and kind of see what they're doing. And they were all crushing, you know, still are uh, oh, crushing. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty cool. So and then so those two years, like I, I know this is where the painful part, you prematurely quit your job, which basically just you just left your job, you know, believing in that I was going to go 100 percent. in. so you went 100 percent in. How long did it take for that first like, I don't know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks to come in? So uh, I actually ended up partnering up with my buddy Neil, who already had a small email list and had already created a couple products, right? So I was kind of working with him and we, we took a couple clients on and that's really how I started learning this. I was like, okay, we're gonna get videos ranked for local clients. And so I kind of got into the whole YouTube space there. So we started making some money pretty quickly because he had already kind of figured some of this stuff out. So um he kind of like gave me the whole rundown and i was still just like way over my head um but i had a you know somebody there to kind of walk me through the process and i was helping him with a lot of this stuff um eventually we started or we decided to kind of part ways because uh you know business just wasn't like we weren't making enough for both of us to not have jobs which <laughs> believe it or not causes some problems um <laughs> and so so like long story short, there was some money coming in here and there, um, but it wasn't enough to support both of us as a full-time job or whatever, as like business owners. So we were like, all right, we need to part ways. You keep doing your stuff because he had already had, you know, kind of established some stuff. And so then I had to kind of start from scratch. Luckily, I had like a, a crash course in how all this works and ended up, you know, I was working with some clients. So I had had some results and I ultimately made a product out of that, went to launch it. It did okay, um, but I was in that product launch game where I was having to launch just to make money. And I was like, well, I can't just keep making new things up. Like, I don't know this stuff, um, you know? So eventually, um, I guess like the, the kind of turning point was I was teaching YouTube ads and I was doing, or I was running YouTube ads as an affiliate. And I actually had some really good success doing this. Uh, one campaign I ran, we spent like $716 and made 67,000 in commissions or something like that. It was some absurd number. I was like, holy crap. Now I had a few partners on that project, so we split it up, but still it was like, it was enough to like get some funds in the bank and make it so I was able to focus on things that I knew I needed to focus on without scrambling to generate money. That's like an 8,000% return of ad spend or so. It was insane, dude. It was it was a nine. I think it was like nine thousand one hundred and fifty nine percent ROI. It was nobody was doing it either. It was it was crazy. So yeah. um, and it was just like a high ticket product. We were promoting the amazing selling machine, um, nice. you know, making a couple grand a sale. I was like, whoa. And they, they just started flowing in. I was like I was freaking out that week. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, when you're like this. Yeah. This works. This really works. So curious too, like uh, you, you you hit video early, you know, I would say as soon as you kind of hit the streets, was there something about video that appealed to you? Was it something about YouTube that really appealed to you? Was it like, I know that this is the direction I want to go in? Um, honestly, it was lack of competition. 
and it was also the only thing I knew how to do at that time I you know I was like okay I, I had got a few videos ranked for clients I was like that's cool it was what I knew like and I tried like when I first got started I tried a bunch of stuff I was like okay let's you know product creation this that like um, really what was bringing money in consistently for me was affiliate marketing now I was using product launches to build my email list but ultimately I found out I could kind of bypass that and use YouTube ads to build an email list as well. And that's where I started getting my traffic from. And then I was promoting these products. And so it's just kind of what I had, you know, I was like, oh, video ranking, like I can make a video. I don't need to do all this other stuff. Uh, it just seemed easy and there wasn't much competition. Like must, wasn't much competition in the space either. Like nobody was doing these YouTube ads still. Like a lot of people still aren't, aren't using YouTube ads. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I definitely would say I've seen a lot more usage of, of uh, YouTube ads than I've seen before. I know a couple, I remember a couple of years ago, I was asking you about would e-commerce work, you know, and you were like, dude, like, yeah, there's nobody here doing it. And now literally like there's tons of e-commerce ads that I see on YouTube. So I oh, see yeah. like, I see such a big transition there, uh, you know, and people are, are getting away from not just using Facebook, uh, for their ads, you know, they're using YouTube and also using Google and then also some other, uh, some other like uh, networks that are out there. Uh, right. But, in, but interesting. Yeah. Like you, like you kept it simple. You found, you knew something you were good at, you understood it. You, you know, you knew how to place ads on YouTube before really anybody was messing with it. Um, you know, there's a few people out there, but I would say that you were, you were really grasping onto it. And then it sort of metamorphed into where it's now. And, and a couple of years ago, you created a product called TubeSift, which kind of like helps people find like the low um, barrier to entry or, or not that, the, the low hanging fruit, I would say, based off of keywords. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about exactly how does uh, TubeSift work and how does it help people uh, push ads on, on uh, YouTube? Yeah, for sure. So, so ultimately, like what I was doing in the beginning was you know, so like you go, you go onto YouTube, maybe searching for like any like problems to, or sorry, solutions to a problem. Like, how do I do this? How do I fix this? Um, you know, a lot of people are consuming content on YouTube where they're trying to learn things. Now, if you can put your ad in front of them at the exact moment, they're trying to learn or figure out a solution to their problem. And your ad is like, Hey, here's your problem. And I'm going to show you how to solve that. You've got them. Right. And so you used to be able to, or you still can, it's called placement targeting. So you can very specifically choose hyper-targeted videos for your ads to go in front of, right? And you basically, like, like for instance, let's just use, I know everybody uses this one, but like dog training or something like that. Let's, let's say you have a, a product for helping somebody bathe their dog or whatever it is. Or even like you run a dog wash company, right? If somebody's like, you know, how do I get my dog washed or whatever, like best products for washing my dog, something like that, your ad can show up in front of them. So you can pick those videos. Well, it was a very manual process where you'd have to go to YouTube, type in your keyword, copy and paste every single video URL, and then put those into a document. And you'd need like hundreds of these videos to really get traction. So I had a VA at the time. I was actually doing it in the beginning. And then I hired a VA to like, I was like, here's all the keywords. And all he did all day was just copy and paste video URLs. And it was a huge pain in the ass. And it took like countless hours, but the results were great. So ultimately we, 
I had this software built out of necessity. So there was a software developer that I kind of knew, I promoted some of his products. I was like, hey, you want to team up on this thing? And can you make this? Here's what it should do. Uh, he's like, yeah, let's do it. So we rolled out this product, mostly for me, because I was like, I'm spending a ton of time, which it was still worth it. But I was like, you know, this manual process can be cut out. And so the software, you basically type your keyword in, it'll spit out like up to 300 videos and it'll tell you which ones allow you to put ads in front of them, which you can't get that info from just Google or YouTube. So, so yeah, basically saved like hours and hours out of every single day for me. And we started selling it because I was like, oh, other people will probably buy this. And it just took off from there. Nice. So yeah, you just took this like tedious manual process and, and automated it so people can can do it and uh, i've i've seen it too where like you can turn you can figure out which ones you want to use and which ones you don't want to use um just like the click of the button and then it uploads those interests or those actual it uploads that person's uh videos that you choose that you want your ads to play on yeah for what, sure what would you say like would does that immediately save the end user like a lot of money as far as trying to find interest and stuff like that yeah, because because what you're doing when you're targeting by placement is you're targeting hyper specific videos like nobody's going to be watching, for instance, like chatbots, right? If somebody's like, how do I use a chatbot to get more leads in my business? Well, of course, they want to know more about getting more leads in their business. So you could you could put any type of ad. It's like, hey, I'm going to I have a free training or a free checklist or here's whatever. Here's the number one software to use for like anything like that they're already interested in that topic. So in your ad, you just kind of mention, hey, like whatever keyword you're targeting kind of thing. And anytime anybody watches any of those videos, like at the exact moment, they're wanting to consume content about that topic. You're like, here's content about this topic. So you end up getting extremely high click-through rates. Um, it's cheap to advertise on YouTube anyway. And you end up getting like super cheap leads. It's not like, somebody's on Facebook kind of just scrolling through and yeah, they've been interested in chatbots or whatever, but it's at the exact moment that they want what you have to offer. You're able to put your ad in front of them and uh, you can target by interests, but like I said, it's not at the exact moment they're trying to search for that kind of thing. Right. Right. I like that. You could go, you technically could find like people talking about competitors of your product and put basically put your, your ads right in front of those right before yeah. they start. What a, one question too, I've heard this a lot about YouTube ads, but I heard that there's a certain amount of seconds that you get for free in the beginning of, yeah. of an ad. How does that work? So there's two, well, there's like three different, they're changing a bunch of stuff, but um, basically if you've noticed on those in-stream ads, you have to watch five seconds, right? So you watch five seconds of that video, um, so you get five free seconds of branding before anybody can even skip. Now with an in-stream ad, if somebody watches, the way you're charged is if somebody watches 30 seconds of your video or the whole thing, whichever comes first. So let's say you have a minute long video. If somebody skips at 29 seconds, you've got 29 seconds of video playtime for free mm. and you don't pay. However, if they watch 31 seconds, then you pay. But I mean, dude, 30 seconds of engagement. like That's a lot. That's, that's huge in internet time. Like, you know, we're all ADD. Like, if a, I mean, dude, if a page doesn't load in five seconds for me, I'm out. I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> is my computer broken or what, you know? 
Yeah, is my internet working? Yeah, <laughs> yeah three, three to seven seconds, you got to capture someone's attention, right? And try to yeah. keep them, pull them through that message. And obviously, too, we always see the little five second countdown timer on an mm -hmm. ad that says we can skip it or not. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. A lot of people aren't, they don't get that. They don't understand that. So I really appreciate you kind of sharing uh, some of that information about uh, YouTube. Um, also, too, I want to mention that I'm going to be bringing Justin back for like a very internal, very exclusive uh, training here pretty soon. Um, I will, if you guys go to our show notes, you'll see some links there as well as links to his software if you want to check it out. So I do want to mention that as well because I think that this is a huge, huge opportunity for people who are been thinking about YouTube. They see the ads. Maybe they don't understand understand them yet. Um, Justin is an absolute beast when it comes to it. And, and it's, it's interesting to hear that that's really been his niche since day one. So I, I really like hearing that. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's the one thing that, you know, I, I picked one thing and stuck to it. Um, like I couldn't, I really couldn't even tell you how to run a Facebook ad. Um, if yeah, I, I'm sure I figure it out. But, um, you know, like <laughs> I, I pay other people to run my Facebook ads. I focus on the one thing that I do. So that's been like. You're like, you're like a specialist. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, also just to kind of cut into some other things, like I know you live up in Colorado, you like doing some snowboarding and stuff like that. Um, you're, you're, did you grow up in, in Colorado? Yeah, I grew up about uh, an hour south of Denver. So hour uh, south of Denver. Okay. Air Force Academy out there. I don't know if you know where that is, but, um, but yeah, I grew up in California or was born in California. Um, and I actually learned to ski in Tahoe when I was like two, my parents would, they had a house in Tahoe and I moved out or they moved me out here to Colorado when I was in second grade. So nice. They had it. They went from the little hills to the big hills. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so. Awesome. What, which mountains did you go to up here in Tahoe? Um, I think it was like heavenly dude. I was a small two, kid. I don't really remember, but yeah, two years old is hard to <laughs> go back. Yeah, they basically like put me in ski school, but I started skiing when I was like two. Um, or if you want to call it skiing when you're, it was basically <laughs> glorified daycare so they could go, <laughs> go ski. <laughs> um, you know, they put you on a little carpet and you'd like ride down two seconds. They're like, good job. Uh, <laughs> here's a snack. I'm like, cool. We uh, just put our, our daughter's been doing it since she was two as well. So we've been doing that every year. She does the ski program as well up here. So oh, it's cool. fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We have a, we have a daughter coming in the, the next couple months here. So. I don't know how much I'll get in, how much riding I'll get in this season, but, um, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Mama probably won't get much, but you might be able to get a little more in, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. And my mom's got a condo up in Breckenridge, so she can, uh, uh, she's like, oh, I'll, I'll hang out with the kid while you guys go take a few runs. I was like, cool. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. My, my wife um, had her kid in, um, in, uh, um, in March. And so she didn't get to go riding until Mother's Day, but they actually opened up one of the resorts up here during Mother's Day, and she and I watched our kid while while she went that year. Nice. So it's you know it's kind of one of those things that's hard to do after um, you know after birthing the birthing yeah, process. Think, but <laughs> so so Justin, a couple things before we wrap up here. Um, do you have like a daily mantra, or do you do anything on a day, daily basis that kind of helps you get focused? Uh, so like we do weekly things. So I, I always try and wake up a few hours before I come into work and like not open my computer at all. I, I try and take care of the me things first, I guess. Um, and that's like personal. Like I, I'll usually um, I'll start off my day by like foam rolling, stretching and then going to the gym. Um, 
and I also I've I, I like espresso, so I always make myself an espresso drink first thing in the morning. It's like a little ritual. I'm like, all right, you know, grind the beans, like, tamp it, and do all that, and then I'll, you know, do my foam rolling, um, cruise over the gym. I usually try and do that every day before I come in. Uh, I get into work maybe like 10, something like that. Oh, I usually wake up pretty early though, but um, yeah, just I just kind of do that. And then as far as like the business goes. Um, me and a guy that works with me, Chris, we do like weekly syncs. So basically we start out uh, every Monday morning by sitting down and be like, okay, um, you know, here's the big projects we have and the big, you know, big rocks, we call them or whatever, that need moving throughout the year. Where are we at on these? All right, what are we going to do this week to slowly chip away at those like three big things? And if there's anything else that came up, what do we need to do? We commit to each other, like, all right, we're going to be doing this. Like, I'll do this this week. You do this this week. Um, then we circle back around the following Monday. I'm just like, okay, what? or sometimes Friday over a beer or whatever. Uh, but just, you know, what did you get done? Is there anything that, you know, if you didn't get something done, what type of support do you need from either me, another team member, or do we need to bring somebody on? Um, and that's kind of how we figure out, you know, what's going on. Uh, and just kind of keep a pulse on the business. So we do that like every single week religiously. It's all saved in a Google Doc that everybody can pull up. It's got the you know the notes from the meeting. And uh, yes, I guess those are like you know personal and business, a little separate there. But uh, are you office out of your home, or do you have like an actual location? Uh, I have an office, so uh, which I think is going to be extremely important with the kid coming up. I do have a home office as well, but um, like we have some you know, local employees. So they work, they work with us here. And uh, yeah, I have a, just an office. It's like seven minutes away from my house. Um, it's a, it's a co-working space, but we have a private office in the co-working space. Cool. And uh, so you have a few employees. Do you have any like virtual assistants or anything like that? I used to, um, used to have some Filipinos, but ended up kind of getting rid of them for, um, like people that are 10 times as expensive, but anyway, um, <laughs> but, but it just helps to, it helps me at least having people that I actually have to show up, you know, same, same time schedule. It actually gets me out of the house into work. Um, Keep you accountable. Right. Really? That's yeah. Otherwise I just wouldn't show up and be like, ah, it's fine. I'll just go snowboarding today instead. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, nice. so it's, it's been helpful and it's nice for me to just get out of the house. Like for a while there, you know, I worked at my house for, years and you know it can it can get a little bit isolating honestly um, especially you know I live up in the mountains it's not like I used to live in Denver and you know once I was done I could just like walk across the street and where you know tons of bars restaurants like all our friends were around um, you know we live a little bit isolated now so it's nice to be able to kind of get out of the house and just interact with some people <laughs> <laughs> not feel like a recluse so much. I, I feel like that sometimes. Um, and I have an office too, but I actually prefer working at a home. So I always just, and I don't have someone to hold me accountable as far as, you know, local employees. So it's interesting yeah. to hear that dynamic. Um, also, is there like a favorite book or anything like that that you would uh, recommend or, as like a good read or listen? Hmm. So, man, there's a lot of books. So Sapiens, I don't like, it's not really a business book. But that book like changed the way I thought about a lot of like it changed my world basically. I was like, what? Uh, it's like a whole history of humankind. I'm really fascinated by that kind of stuff. 
Mm -hmm. um, and let's see, as far as like a business book goes, um, and I listen to so many. Um, I, I use Audible a lot. Let me actually just see because sure. I <laughs> let's see. Sapiens is a good book. I read that one. What was that? I like Sapiens. That was a good book. Oh, yeah, that one's super solid. Um, I think even for business, it kind of helps too. You know, like yeah. understanding movements and stuff like that that change generations. And um, one I just finished recently was The Alchemist. Hmm. Um, that book was phenomenal. Uh, it's just it's like a fable, but it's um, there's a lot of like solid lessons. Kind of makes you think through the whole thing. Um, that was great. And then uh, that one's yeah. like a fable about a guy that would like told like kings and queens that this was he could turn lead into gold, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that kind of thing. And like it's essentially it's about like him. Ultimately, he goes through this whole process of like thinking, hey, here's what I want to do, and ultimately he like finds his legend that he needs to live, kind of thing. So cool. I thought that was a pretty good one. Very cool. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, one last thing. Do you have any last pieces of wisdom or maybe a piece of advice that someone gave you or that you heard that literally just changed everything for you? Um, honestly, so like one thing that my dad told me, so my dad's an entrepreneur. He actually just sold um, sold his business a couple months ago. I was like, nice, that's awesome. But something he kind of told me when I was first getting into this um, that really helped because uh, when I when I was first getting into it, I you know money would come in. I'd be like, that's my money. This is awesome. Like we could just make more. It's fine. And I would just kind of take, take everything out of the business, right? So what he told me is like, look, dude, put yourself on a salary or a set amount of money you get. You live off of that. Leave everything else in the business. And that's been huge for me because um, it really helped me treat this like a real business instead of you know, something that I was doing from home, just like to, you know, like a side hustle, if you will. So I leave everything in the business except for my salary. And then I, I take profit distribution, obviously. Um, but I didn't in the beginning because I didn't have any to keep, you know, and I, I like to keep like a minimum of three months of my overhead in my business accounts just so I have that buffer, you know, because then I'm not worried. I'm not like scrambling to, you're like, okay, well, we have to do this to make money this month. I know we can we can play a little bit more of a long-term game than a short-term game by doing that. And that that's something that has helped my business tremendously. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. Um, treat it like a business. Have a uh, give yourself a salary or like an affordable salary. Um, are you do you uh, actually like W two yourself and everything like that? Yeah. So so I run an S corp. Um, my business is an S corporation. So as an S corp, I have to have myself on a reasonable salary. Um, so, so I pay myself pretty low, um, just because like as low as I can, because when you pay yourself as an employee of the company, you have to match your, um, whatever, like social security, like Medicare, you, you have extra taxes and it sucks, but you have to do that to get some of the benefits of an S corp. Um, so, so I pay myself a salary and then, uh, I just take like a bonus every month uh, to kind of make up for the rest of it. And that's usually like a set bonus. Uh, and then every quarter or whatever, half a year, depending on where we're at, I'm like, cool. And we'll just take a chunk out and, you know, pay myself that as well. Awesome. Well, Justin, thank you so much for coming on board and, and, and spitting your wisdom and your knowledge and helping people. I think out there, they, you know, there's a lot of good little nuggets that I think that came out of today's call. One is like, 
having a singular focus, uh, having kind of a regiment per day. You come in, you, you start your day two days early away from the computer. It's me time. It's espresso time. It's workout time. Kind of gets you focused. It gets you into the business. You're treating your business like a, a true uh, business as an entrepreneur with local employees um, and also uh, some great reads as well from Sapiens to The Alchemist. So thanks for sharing those with us as well. Uh, and uh, thanks for coming on, man. Hopefully sure. we'll see you, and we'll see you soon on the on our internal uh, call. Talk yeah, soon. Yeah, definitely. Part of that. So.